United States of Lead is an informative podcast that may contain sensitive material and the occasional F-bomb. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to United States of Lead, a podcast about crime, mental decline, and the lead thread that links them. This week, we are going to be talking about a subject we've brought up in the past, and that is lead exposure from home renovations. And I titled this Home Leadovations. I don't understand how you could title it anything other than that, <laughs> Andrea. I just, uh, it is, yeah. It, it so. writes itself. <laughs> now, I know this has been on our list for a while, but. The main reason I decided this week was Ruby was gone for a week. And since my life is an empty void when she's not home, I spent most of my free time just binging anything and everything. I also spent some time staring out the window. How 19th century poetic of you. Do you know the memes from that show, Narcos? I've never seen Narcos, but do you know the memes I'm talking about where he's just sitting in it's the sad drug dealer. I, yes. Yeah. I was Pablo Escobar. The sad Pablo Escobar. Oh. I'm not kidding you, Paul. There was a point where I was staring out the window in my room and I had my hands behind my back. Mm-hmm. Exactly posed like him where he's at the pool. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm that meme right now. The memes come from somewhere. I, yes. Besides, I'm sorry you had to channel your inner, you know, sad Pablo Escobar. That's it's never a great day for any of us. No, when that happens. I mean, it's like you think without having a kid, I'd be out going out or I don't know, socializing. No, I stare out the window and I binge watch TV. But I did stumble upon this new show where they flip houses in 12 hours. And so obviously the first thing I was like, wow. Nobody's wearing any protective gear. They have to flip it into inside and outside of a house in 12 hours. I want you to understand that I appreciate you speaking to me like I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> However, I spent all yesterday watching this show. Yes. Do you remember what the name of it is? It's... Uh, I know it has the girl from Orange is the New Black, but I can't think of the name. Yeah, everyone's like, I think I've seen you in something, but I can't I remember that, what. Yeah. <laughs> they all stared her like, wait. I think There's I some lady you. at the end of my driveway, and she's <laughs> she's she's telling me to drive forward. Like, I'm looking it up right now. Okay.
Instant dream house. Even in the name, this idea of an instant dream house is kind of ignoring all of the steps you should take to ensure a safe dream house. At some point, we should, I would love to hear your perspective on the editing. I just don't understand how they're getting all of that done in 12 hours. There's too many stand around gabbing shots where people are like, I think it's because oh, those people aren't actually doing the work. It's the illusion that those people are doing the work, maybe. Well, they say there's a 250 people that. But how but also, is how, it how that? How is that many people working on Right, right, exactly. You really have to orchestrate okay. that. And then how would you be able to have a half an hour to shoot the three or four people sort of looking at the window opening and saying, <laughs> where is it coming from? Like, where is it going to come from? Like, everyone would, there would be no surprises. No one well, would be surprised by anything. Also, when they like call, like, wait, what do you mean? You're on your way home now. And it's like every single episode, it's like, guys, you, you can only use that once. <laughs> it's it... it's just so dumb. <laughs> but anyways, I also binged all of it. So don't tell me what happens in the other five. I only made it through five. I'm just kidding. I know it happens. <laughs> oh, wait, you know, actually, I don't know if I finished all of them. I take that back. I'm guessing they... Renovate the house and the family. And get a call from the person going, I can't keep them here. I can't keep them anywhere. Uh, yeah. No, you could. You <laughs> yeah, could. You could actually. Yeah. You go to Costco. You could. Or uh, they're like, oh, they're coming home and it's dinner time. It's like, you can't say, hey, let's let go to Applebee's. You guys to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> let's go to Olive Garden real quick. I hear like we're family if we go there. I don't know. You could go. You, yeah. Yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's. Absolutely. So. <laughs> And we were talking about the episode that featured the home renovator from Rome, Georgia. As far as lead exposure risk for adults, home renovators are highly at risk of lead poisoning. We mentioned, too, that it seems that lead poisoning in adults is often ignored or not seen as important as childhood lead poisoning, which the severity, obviously, with children is more because, as we said, when it's the first six years of your development, that's when your brain's being wired. That's when all, you know, everything's being put into place. So, mm -hmm. however, ignoring the side effects of what happens to adults isn't helping the situation. Just a reminder from a 1997 EPA publication, quote, in adults, high lead levels can cause high blood pressure, headaches, digestive problems, memory, concentration problems, kidney damage, mood changes, nerve disorders, sleep disturbances, and muscle and joint pain. A single, very high exposure to lead can cause lead poisoning. Lead can also affect the ability of both men and women to have healthy children, end quote. Just a single high exposure mm -hmm. can cause this. Now, they also left out some of them that we've seen before, like heart disease, that was a big one too. Risk of heart attack and stroke with just mm -hmm. one microgram. But yeah, the thing that stuck out to me is just a single very high exposure can lead to these side effects. It's a ticking time bomb. Nearly all instances of lead exposure from home renovations comes from homes built before 1978. And that's because that's when lead paint was banned for commercial use. But let's not forget that you also have risks from contaminated soil and water as well. And that's what caught my eye too with this show, how they talk about when the home was built. They do a good job of that and, uh, you know, to ramp up the drama. The episodes that I saw, they pointed out how some things, since they were built at this period or they're this old, they don't know if they'll be able to hold the weight of something and mm -hmm. they don't know what the 
the basement they they have they know what the the floor plan looks like but they don't know what the actual like structure looks like because they haven't been inside and let's not forget that lead isn't the only like concern when it comes to old houses and what's in them you know absolutely so we got asbestos you know <laughs> There's a lot of other things to worry about. We do want to acknowledge that it's not just lead that you have to be concerned about when doing home renovations. And while I started research for this episode, one of the first articles that popped up is from the EPA's website, and it was last updated on August 2nd, 2022. It's regarding the most up-to-date suggested protocol for home renovators looking to reduce lead exposure. Another interesting note, though, is that I noticed while quite a few updates on their resources were up to date and within the last few months, the HHS lead research section, which lists studies that have been conducted on lead, the most recent data is from 2009, with most of it actually being in the 90s. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. There's a whole research section and have they just not come to work in the past 13 years, is that? Yeah, from the resources they had listed, 2009 was the most recent. And like I said, most of it was in the 90s. That's But they're updating the protocols of what you should be doing. Okay, okay. But but, but not saying how much not, lead poisoning people have been getting because we right. don't test for it. Well, they're not researching it. Our research, yeah. <laughs> We're not doing either. And like we said, when it comes to what the symptoms are, Mm-hmm. Like again, just one single high exposure, you can get this. I mean, I know you have said you had high blood pressure too. And when, you know, they're asking you about this stuff, I don't even know if they asked me with the high blood pressure, but never once has it been, do you think you've had any exposure to lead? No, I've never been asked that. The first suggestion the EPA has is to quote, Hire a lead-safe certified contractor who is certified and trained in lead-safe work practices, meaning a group of techniques to prevent lead exposure resulting from renovation and repair activities. And in fact, the RRP, which stands for Renovation, Repair, or Painting, rule requires that contractors performing RRP projects in pre-1978 homes, childcare facilities, and preschools be lead safe certified, end quote. You know, because everybody has money to hire a contractor. Like that's their first is like, okay, hire this person who's going to cost more because they have these certifications. It's not really the appeal of this DIY home renovation media culture. I can't imagine a non-certified contractor turning down a gig either. Well, they do talk about that. Okay. And they, they do. So once you start that job, if there is anything found, it is on you. There are people who will reject a job because they know the risks of them accepting it. Sure. Okay. Okay. And the EPA goes on to say, quote, generally speaking, the RRP rule does not apply to homeowners doing RRP projects in their own home. However, it does apply if you rent all or part of your home, operate a child care center in your home, or if you buy, renovate, and sell homes for profit, such as flipping houses. If you decide to do the work yourself, make sure to use lead safe work practices for do-it-yourself home renovation projects to protect you and your family, end quote. So I'm assuming this means that the homes being used on these shows are being tested for lead and show no signs of it before starting, right? Or they've been, they're all before 1978. Is that consistent with the what we're 
we're learning today? Is that? Well, the thing is, is a lot of those homes are built before 1978. At 100%. There's no way that they're post-1978. I don't even know if any of those, the homes that we saw, that I saw on that show were post-1978. I mean, how long do these tests take? How would they even have time to go in there and test for it when they only have this 12 hours and they're always crunched for time? Uh, yeah. And with this being such a vital step to the renovation process, why is it nowhere in any of these reality TV shows? Why is there not like a disclaimer at the end? Like, hi, if you're thinking of doing this on your own, make sure you follow these crucial steps. There's nowhere in there. And I was talking to my mom about it. I'm like, you know, at the end where they show the like the quick credits that just Mm -hmm. come in, you know, there might be this one disclaimer in there that you just don't see because it's like they just need to have it in there. The tiny quick credits. Yeah. Like in how films, like no matter what it always says, none of these events depicted are based on real events. You know how that's like a disclaimer that has to be in every movie, even if it is based on real events. Mm -hmm. But when it's such a vital thing and the EPA is saying how crucial this is to doing these type of projects, that we just ignore that with this entertainment, the supposed reality TV. That's a really fantastic question. Does it break out of what the producers think the audience wants to see? Do you think that's it? Yeah, I'm just saying why they're allowed to regardless of what it does for their entertainment value, why they can cut out these important steps. Mm -hmm. But again, people are watching these shows Mm -hmm. and it's not just the ones that do these quick flips. It's all of them. It's all of them. No, that's Um, such a great perspective. Like why isn't that just folded in? It could literally be a 15 second blip, but it's not folded in. It's just this high fantasy. It's not even acknowledged that exactly. It's not, yeah. It's not even acknowledged. And oh, so we're just doing this and we're getting a window from a helicopter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so the majority of it, it's from dust. So that's a big one. And that's the thing too mm-hmm. that people don't get is especially when you do have a home that has been renovated and you don't follow the proper protocol, that dust just doesn't go away on its own. And cleaning, just doing surface cleaning isn't getting rid of it. It stays if you don't get rid of it properly. Especially, too, with carpet, like pulling up carpet is a big one that I didn't realize. The EPA has some instructions on what to do if you do have lead in your home. So the first is that you got to determine if there is lead-based paint present, which, you know, obviously involves hiring an inspector or a lead risk assessor to assess your home. And if you're unable to, they do say that you can get, you know, the DIY lead safe tests, but that might not necessarily because, you know, layers and layers of paint, you might not know whether or not there is lead. Yeah, I was thinking about, yeah. No, go ahead. So I was thinking about that with the tests that 3M have available. And I think it's one point we watched the video. The product that we saw came with two tests that you're supposed to cut into the paint and then there's a whole testing process. but. I mean, even in just the room I'm in right now, there's at least three distinct types of paint going on. Mm-hmm. So do I have to test every trim in my the room? Do I have to test every trim in the entire house? Because even if there's a uniform color today, who knows what that was mm-hmm. before we bought it? Yeah. That's so. And so my point with that was it really is you might think, oh, well, I'll just get one of these tests for fifteen dollars, but yeah, fifteen times so many 
different <laughs> surfaces divided by two since there's two of them. That's still, that's getting up there. Yeah. So the next is they have you to make sure you set up safely, which is one that seems to be lacking from most shows I've noticed. But they, you know, you remove all furniture, rugs, curtains, food, clothing, household items, making sure your work area is completely void of any of your household items. And if you can't do that, make sure you tightly wrap with plastic sheeting and seal oh, tape man. off of anything you can't actually physically move. Man, yeah. Cover all floors with plastic sheeting. Close and seal all doors in your work area. If needed, construct an airlock at the entry to your work area. Wow. You have to turn off your forest air heating or air conditioning and then cover all those vents with plastic sheeting and tape the sheeting in place. And then make sure all windows are closed in your work area. We have this media culture mm -hmm. that's completely ignoring all of this. Where's the responsibility for that? You know, even if they weren't ignoring it, I mean, it appears that they are, but they certainly they're aren't. It. They're not acknowledging it, which is just as bad if they were doing it. I'm sure you and I have come across the notion like that media is a mirror for our culture and a mirror and also a compass. We keep talking about the notion that this is such a big problem. We just can't handle actually facing it. Yeah, just why wouldn't they take that 15 seconds to just acknowledge the work that they, they're doing? Yeah. They're not even trying. <laughs> no, they're so they're avoiding it. So it's like, yes. and it's uniform. So to their credit, to this instant dream house, they did say say at one point they had to put on harnesses and they made it. Do you remember that? They were. Yes. So they were like, oh, what's this harnesses? And they made a big deal about it. And it was, you know, 12 to 25 seconds, which is a long time in a television show about why they have to wear harnesses and how silly they look. So they did that with harnesses, but they because <laughs> and you have to wear a harness. I think it's if you go taller than the then you're it takes to flip over like so if you go i can't remember how high it is eight feet or something mm -hmm. you have to wear a harness because you can flip over and hit your head i'm just so shocked that i mean because there's some people that are wearing like disposable paper masks okay but even then like you see like they don't even have it over their nose and they're not tight fitting but like the fact that nobody's wearing goggles or gloves especially gloves with how much they're tearing and ripping and it's like how are you not wearing work gloves that's I don't what, wear work gloves. If you had to do something though in like 12 hours and it involved like ripping and like you wouldn't wear work gloves. I understand what you're saying though. I totally understand. I'm not trying to be a contrarian, but I think that's a personal preference. But I know what you're saying. And like why like the mask is really frightening. And then so that's a personal preference with like pulling on boards and stuff. I want to be able to feel it and gloves never fit my hand. So they I never get a good purchase on something that you, being said if you had the finances though to have really nice fitting work gloves that prevented yeah. you from getting splinters and stuff you wouldn't no I've, I've had that job i've had this job and I've, i don't wear work gloves uh, but that be let's just put that to the side because you also mentioned goggles there are plenty of things where it's like you need to be wearing eye protection you can't saw into something you can't drill and you shouldn't be drilling into anything without eye protection you shouldn't be doing demo without eye protection. But I didn't see that in the show. So. Well, and you know why? I mean, it's like, we need to see their faces. And, and it's like, right. so it's that, it's that idea of that illusion. It's just so silly. It's, so, yes. Because what the EPA suggests is that you have disposable N100 certified respirators, 
disposable coveralls to limit contamination of your clothing, a painter's hat to protect for the, from the dust and debris, disposable shoe covers to prevent tracking the dust in and out of your work area, and eye protection and gloves. Washing vigorously, making sure you do your laundry, even with all that, doing your laundry separate, not mm-hmm. eating, drinking, or smoking in your work area because of the dust and debris contamination. None of that <laughs> is talked about or discussed, you know, and we've talked about that too with ammunition, you know, mm-hmm. touching ammunition, then eating, like how dangerous that is and starting to get frustrating seeing all of these side effects and how clearly we see them in society and the absolute ignoring of these protocols for adults. And we've talked about too the conspiracy that people are trying to say that it's not real, that lead poisoning isn't real. I mean, it's, it's just, it's frustrating. So we know the military, this is not conspiracy theory. We know the military spends countless dollars every year allowing their uh, equipment to be used in Hollywood blockbusters as long as those blockbusters paint the U.S. military in a favorable light. That's how they you know, get their F- yeah. whatever, F-15s or whatever, whatever they're called. And is that, that, speaking of, is that an airplane? It's some kind of helicopter, actually. Okay, I was like, I'm like speaking of. Yeah, right on cue. <laughs> Sounds up. You're like, you mean us? <laughs> Paul B. Kramer, are you talking about us? I'm just generating all the sounds today. It's all I. Yeah, there's there's a a, a deep effort, a concerted effort to do this to make sure that enough people see the military in a certain way. Mm-hmm. How much would it cost for these shows to... Also, the plastic, man. Like, think of all of that plastic waste. So oh, even, yeah. if, even if you are doing everything like you're supposed to, the amount of waste, all of it... I think I talk about this later, but the evolution of this DIY culture mm-hmm. and the evolution or de-evolution, is however you see it, of our society in general... Do it yourself. You don't need the experts. We don't need teachers. We don't, you know what I mean? Like, we don't need these professionals. You just do it yourself. You just know from experience. And it's like with this, how much you're not only exposing yourself, but your family to constant lead exposure. And it's a pain. Like when you go through these steps, so we haven't even gotten through all of it, but you minimize the dust by doing all of this crazy stuff. I mean, and then you have to leave your work area clean and then you have to control the waste and make sure that you have that stuff separate. And then you got to clean again. So the steps for actually, and that's just minimizing mm-hmm. exposure. It, it doesn't correlate with our instant gratification, need it now, need it cheapest mentality that corporations have really helped kind of coax people into believing is the best way to live. You know what I've been really scared of lately is um, I've been really scared of how much fossil fuel, how much traditional energy sources we will need in order to transition into something else. It will cost us, like whatever scar we've caused on, on the planet, we'll have to get just a little bit deeper if we even if we started right now because we need that energy to transition and you're pointing out such an interesting thing with this plastic oh yeah plastic is totally totally disposable and we can make it forever and we like 
Ah, it's so frightening. And it's also so piecemeal. And this note, like, oh, for each of these jobs, we could just throw down yards and yards and yards of plastic for each of these things and then just throw it away. And as opposed to having a focused and concerted effort to be rid of something, like not to be rid of something, I'm sorry, to use this resource intelligently and strategically in order to not have to use it again. That's just really frightening to me, right? We're just nowhere near that. Nowhere near that. We can't talk about DIY home renovation culture without talking about the OG DIY show, and that's This Old House. And I actually didn't even think to talk about this one until my mom brought it up. I'm like, holy crap. I love How this show. How could I forget? Yeah. So this old house began chronicling home renovations in 1979. Interesting. Yep. Just one year after lead paint was banned from commercial use. (laughs) And it is most arguably has helped create the DIY nation that we live in. I remember my mom watching this a lot when I was younger, and she actually was a DIY renovator of old furniture. Also really good at it, I must note. But I know that the basis of this show was professionals coming to your home to help you with your projects. Mm-hmm. And the homeowners helping, but with the guidance of professionals showing them and telling them what to do. Right. And also it was about taking your time, like doing the project well, obviously doing it efficiently, but that what the focus was on, because it was obviously on PBS education while being entertained. And I can't remember if lead paint was ever discussed on the show. I mean, I remember my mom watching it, but obviously I kind of zoned out, like I was really super engaged as a child into what was happening, but I feel like they probably did. So I did a Google search and they do have a YouTube channel with a video on how to remove lead paint from your home. And also another video I saw where an expert's discussing the process. So they're at least acknowledging it. Sure. But there's also an article on their website that says, quote, lead paint is harmless when left undisturbed, as long as the old paint is well adhered, end quote. I think that might be word for word from a website that we've seen. Yes. yes. Yeah. Adhered. Just don't touch it. It was the same with the soil one. Just as long as you don't touch that soil, it won't be harmful. Just don't touch it. Even though you want to put your garden there. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the problem is that keeping lead isn't helping anyone. Mm-hmm. They suggest like you paint over it with this latex paint. And as long as it's not chipping, as long as you can keep it contained, you should be fine. Oh, my God. As long as you bring dad his steak like this and be quiet like, th- oh, my God, that's so abusive. And as we've seen, lead literacy isn't the greatest when it comes to us getting the lead out. It's not going to go away if we don't remove it. <laughs> And like we said, it's not like it has an expiration date of being poisonous. It's just going to do what it does. All of this culture is about like, just tear that wall down. And you know what I mean? And get in there and not wearing any of the protective gear and not sectioning things off with plastic. And from that home renovator in Rome, Georgia, I can't imagine she was doing all of this. You know what I mean? Especially yeah, when having finances. That's the other thing too, is this stuff's expensive and that it falls on us to do it ourselves, to hire these contractors. The evolution of that media, I feel like went from this old house to trading spaces. 
which do you remember trading spaces? I actually worked at uh, the Discovery Channel retail store when amazing when that show was on. And yeah, people would swarm in for merch and really. It was about getting it done quick, but it was about, you know, helping your neighbors, like people swap and, but you're also part of it, like with this old house. So there was still that connection of like there being some sort of guidance, even though again, they did not wear any masks or protective gear. You know what I mean? Like that was all still that illusion. And you're pointing something really interesting out. And that is, uh, there was a American Idol factor that sort of wove its way into the show, which was the fails. Like the families would come back and they'd be like, I can't stand this. I, I love I can't, those ones. I can't. Of, of course you do. Because they started with this this kind of this old house mold. And then instead of Bob Vila and Tom Silva walking us through. Wearing goggles too. I wearing, goggles wearing goggles. And like talking about the difference between a ball peen and framing <laughs> hammer. And why you'd use one for one and not the other. So instead of doing that, they're moving into these stories of human drama that just happened to be yes that's just and super also, interesting yeah and that, this thread yeah, genevieve always had the worst taste oh sure yes God, yeah i feel like hers were always the like jaw drop i can't believe you did this to my house <laughs> but anyways so we had that so we went from okay we have experts like following some sort you know protective guidance while doing the home and then we go to the experts. You're still helping with these experts, but it's more lax, like entertainment value. We're kind of going away from the education part of it. And then we get to extreme makeover home edition. And that's where they tie in those emotional stories of helping those in need. Mm-hmm. And it's less about the DIY part of you doing it and more just the emotional fulfillment part. Which we still see a thread to other programs. It's about wish fulfillment more than it is learning a craft. And the worst part about this evolution is who's most at risk of lead exposure? Right. It's the people who do not have the financial means who live in housing that is cheap and it's cheap because it doesn't have all of the proper things that it should have. So showing these renovations without any acknowledgement of the lead exposure risks involved in these DIY projects is so dangerous because the people who are going to most likely, I should, well, I shouldn't say most likely because it doesn't matter what your bracket is when you're watching the shows. The people who are most at risk are the people that these shows are supposedly helping with these one-off home renovations. And then these people are going like, oh, okay, well, let's do this ourselves, not adhering to any protocols because you're not seeing it. Acknowledging that the wealth gap has never been wider, and yeah. and we can explore this in another episode, but this is falling on both low-income and middle-class America, not equally, but excessively in different ways. And so it's still a danger. A slumlord doesn't make money by repairing the properties yeah. they own and exploit Hiring people in. contractor. Yeah, they're not going to make money by doing that. They make money by not doing that. So uh, so that's one type of exposure. But 
that's not to downgrade or to homeowners, the homeowner class of the middle class have never been poorer and never had a more fragile and unprotected existence financially and otherwise than right now. We still have to circle back to it, but that article of that mom where her daughter had that insanely high level of lead, she paid the money to get the house tested and painted and the dust and this and that. And the levels didn't go down. They went up. And then they finally discovered it was just from opening and closing their front door. I forgot about that. They ended up having to move. And it falls on them. It was on her to get all this stuff figured out. Something that happens with a lot of poor people will forego a doctor's appointment. It's like, I can't afford to find out what the problem is. I know I need this $300, so I'm not going to, I can't afford to find, like, try all these different things. And I feel like that's something that a lot of middle class and even upper middle class people are not, that sort of thinking and that mentality, I can't afford to just try all of these things. But that's definitely what we see with lead is there's just no support apparatus. There's no support structure for testing your home and testing your family and and it not being your responsibility. Exactly. That's a, that's just a great illustration. So that person spent whatever they spent. It's a non-zero number on removing the lead from their home and then it had nothing to do with their home. Yeah. I'm and sure like- I'm certain they couldn't that wasn't a small cost regardless of if they were a middle class family regardless of their standing. I'm certain that was not cheap and they could have used that money for something else. And we're not even acknowledging, like I said, this is just with paint. We're not even acknowledging then the soil getting contaminated from it and the water being contaminated. Pipes, yeah, absolutely. That show too, because like they got the whole yard. So if there is, (gasps) if there's lead in there, because they're doing it like around the house. And they're okay. just moving all that soil around. And we <laughs> just, well, just, and that we that just blew my mind. Yeah. I know. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. See, and I, so that means I don't even think they're thinking of it too. So did but they call 811 before they dug? So I didn't Google this, but I do wonder if any of the families who have been on any of these shows, if they have had elevated lead levels. That would be interesting. Okay, so that's a whole new can of worms. I have seen that more than one of these shows is just a nightmare where they've come in and they've done really, really shoddy work in order to come in under budget and then come in on time to meet production schedules. And then, you know, it's the families have had to spend more than they would have. I feel like I remember my mom saying, especially with that extreme one makeover. I think that's the chief offender. The problem also that then the value of their home when it's assessed goes up and then the families can't afford to pay the taxes. That happens a lot with TV shows, just period. Like apparently if you're on the prices right and you win a car, it's just a bad year for you. You have a really, yeah, you should, you need to take the cash option because, yeah, uh, because then they can take the taxes out right there and they'll write you a check for like six grand, even though the car was 24,000. But uh, yeah, if you get the car, you're also going to get like a $8,000 bill or something crazy. So we're just talking about the DIY culture from the media that PBS and Netflix and ABC and all this very structured media content. We haven't even Mm -hmm. talked about YouTube. 
that's more specific. Like you're doing this just like me. Mm-hmm. And like, I know my mom, she's obsessed with that van living. And she talks about like with them talking about the batteries they use. And that's one of the other big risks of lead exposure in adults is people who handle and manufacture batteries. And these batteries that these people are using, there's no discussion of it. It's all just, you know, just do it and <laughs> ignore the risks. We've been talking about this notion of like high fantasy or like this mm-hmm. fantasy world where these things can just occur. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, prove me wrong. Please email in. I cannot see how van life is anything other than a manifestation of trust funds. It's the practical use and, and display of, of trust fund wealth. I don't see how you'd save any money. And yeah. I don't see how you'd live. All right, I'm just throwing around these things right now. But when you read uh, Aunt Walden, he goes into town like every three days. It's not living in nature. It's like, oh, I did this, I did this, I did this, and then ran into town to collect this, and this, and this, and this, and then ran into town to trade this. It's not, he's not living in nature. He's just living off his wealth. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm seeing the same thing with this van life. It's like, no, that shelf is really cool. But Those vans also cost a house. They <laughs> so it's that idea, like, I can't afford a house, so I'll get this van. It's like, no, but right. that van costs the same as a house. Right. So you still need to be in that sector of society that can afford to buy a house. Mm-hmm. And then repairs and then gas. And then you have this sparse van, you know, you have this minimalist lifestyle, but like, or did oh, you just throw, minimalist. did they're... you just throw away your high school yearbook? I, I don't think so. I know, I know, I know you did not like it's stored somewhere, which is yeah, not it's... cheap or it's your family's someone, someone in your family's home. Anyway. Yeah. And so this is just the people who like, this is produced mm-hmm. structured media, right? Yeah. And it's, it's that's just... just the surface. Cause like I said, then there's YouTube, you know, where they're showing these demolition, but like, that's the thing is like, so this is from the guidance of quote experts on these shows with no actual expert guidance of what you should be doing all just for the entertainment sake of it and not about the accountability or responsibility aspect of it. That's so interesting. I I have to tell you, I've made a lot of money off YouTube doing just this. When I was a handy person uh, in school and a little bit after, I someone would ask me, I'd be on, a, on someplace to paint or on someplace to, to make a shelf or something. And someone would ask me, oh, do you do this? And I would say, yes, I do. And then I would YouTube it. Yeah. I would just watch a bunch of YouTube videos and then go for it. And mm-hmm. then suddenly I'm a tile setter, you know, suddenly I'm doing light electrical. I never once thought of lead exposure. Yeah. Why would and, you? Because but, it's not talked about. Or if it is, it's this very idea of like, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. Right. Either pretending it's not there or covering it up, literally covering it up <laughs> and ignoring it and say, and leaving it for the next person who buys your home. That's all we really have for this week. But Really hope that people can start acknowledging this a little bit more. And I don't know what it would take to have shows acknowledge this. Like I said, especially when it's coming from the EPA and the HHS of how important this stuff is. But then you're just going to completely ignore these shows that are not acknowledging these risks at all. So if you are planning on doing any repairs or you know somebody who has and they have small children... These are questions that you should be asking. And like I said, there are people like, oh, you're just blowing it out of proportion. And all you have to do is all of the stuff that is 
affecting adults right now, high blood pressure, heart disease, violent mood swings. There is a lot of stuff that is clearly linked to side effects from lead exposure and mm-hmm. lead poisoning that we're not acknowledging lead poisoning. <laughs> Again, that's all the time we have. Thanks for tuning in and we will talk to you next week. Thanks everybody. Thank you for tuning in to United States of Lead, hosted by Andrea Elizabeth and Paul Kramer. Want to know more about this subject? Consider making a donation on Patreon, where you can unlock extended video episodes and bonus content like deep dives and exclusive interviews. Just a quick disclaimer, Andrea and Paul are not experts in lead poisoning. We do ask that you check our sources and read up a little bit more on your own. Thanks again for listening. 